0: This is Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief, Spartan 117. Welcome to Quality Time, the KO Koala Entertainment Podcast. Anthony and Skyler will take it from here. Master Chief, out. Welcome to Quality Time, the KO Koala Entertainment Podcast. My name is Anthony Nicolosi. And I'm Skylar Sokol. And today uh, we're talking about the secret sauce, the recipe of games. The (laughs) kiss.
1: Of games. You see, our friend Okay, look, he's not actually officially our friend. friend. No, he's our best friend. He's not our friend. He's officially our best friend. I'm just a Jesse (laughs) Shell simp is all. True. Okay,
0: Jesse Shell wrote a book, Art of Game Design, Book of Lenses, that we've talked about a shit ton on this podcast because it's great. And if you're interested in game design or game dev, you should get it. And in one of his chapters, he talks about what are little games made of? What are games made of? And he talks about, right? to draw the analogy if you ask a little kid what people are made of they're like oh skin you know and it's like oh yeah that's good enough cuz you're a kid
1: but bring your bring your child in here and let's ask them at the end of the podcast i want to know what um, they say now uh, mm, poop <laughs> yeah that, that's what i figured they would say that's my <laughs> prediction
0: as well you know for for a little kid that's reasonable but obviously if you you would expect and really hope that a doctor would have a much better understanding of what you are <laughs> yeah. made of and who you are. So uh, today we're going to uh, move beyond our little kid game player selves and move into the world of game design. Like pretend we're designers. We're going to talk like we're designers, you see. Designers need to be able to look at the elements of a game um, because like doctors, right? If, if, if you don't know what's wrong... Your game's going to die. If, like a doctor, you don't know what's wrong with the body, that person's fucked and they're going to die. So we are going to look at what Jesse calls the four basic
1: elements of games. And we're going to talk about them in a lot of different ways.
0: Ready, Skyler?
1: Oh, I'm, I'm ready. I, <laughs> I, I'm here. I'm prepared for basic elements of games. What, what are they? Give me what's number one.
0: Number one, mechanics. Mechanics describe the goal of your game, how players can and cannot try to achieve it, and what happens when they try. That's number one. Number,
1: number two, two. Uh, Aesthetics. Unless you're yeah. not in the right order.
0: <laughs> That's fine. Aesthetics is fine. This is how your game looks. Sounds, smells, tastes, and feels. Aesthetics are as incredibly important aspect of game design since they have the most direct relationship to a player's experience. This is not, not just experience. visuals.
1: This is not just visuals. This is audio. This is any sort of sensory input, basically. Correct. Correct. Okay. Next,
0: story. Pretty straightforward. This is the sequence of events that unfolds in your game. And we'll talk about that. You don't necessarily need a narrative to have a story. And finally, fourth, technology. The technology you choose for your game enables it to do certain things and prohibits it from doing other things. The technology is essentially the medium in which the aesthetics take place, in which the mechanics will occur, and through which the
1: story will be yeah. told. Think like Nintendo Wii games, right, were made specifically for that technology, for a very reductionist example, right? Like those games needed the Wiimote, basically, or something similar to exist. And you could talk about even just like a next-gen game needs like the PS5 SSD in order to load the Ratchet & Clank cutscenes, right? That's a technology element of that game. Half-Life Alex requires VR. Right, exactly. And that definitely informed that game. Like that is a really, truly a basic element of that game because without that, that game doesn't exist. So actually, let's start there. I I, I think that's a really interesting point you just bring up.
0: Um, I feel like one of the des- decisions you make as a game studio, as a design, whatever the designers make, uh, or especially early on when you think about what the game's going to be is maybe which one of these four elements you m- might want to like drive things. Like I, I kind of feel like a lot of times there's maybe one
1: or two elements that sort of lead.
0: If you or will, maybe
1: at least inspire the initial idea for the game, right? Yeah. Like give you that first burst, like, for our game for example it was definitely mechanics right but for like i don't know for genesis noir that game i just played on the pre-stream aesthetics are and story are 100 percent the driving elements they're interesting mechanics but you can tell those people went in like we got some cool ideas for aesthetics for a game and a really interesting idea for a story let's do that yep 100 percent uh you know what?
0: A game you've been playing recently that I would personally say leads heavily with mechanics.
1: Valorant? Totally true. Yeah, that's a game based in mechanics. The um, the aesthetics are obviously an important aspect of the game from a visual clarity perspective. There's like lore that makes up the characters. They have voice lines that interact. But those sort of feel like sprinkles on top of the, the mechanics, which really are the meat of the game. And the technology honestly plays a big role, too, because they have high tick rate servers higher than any other game which makes it so that the precision of the shooting is better than any other game, basically.
0: Right. You know, I, uh, on the, along these lines, I personally feel that a lot of times, I would kind of summarize like the,
1: I don't know, AAA seems like they nail aesthetics most of the time, right? I feel like that's what defines AAA to a lot of people, right? If you ask someone what makes a AAA game a AAA game, the first thing they're going to say is graphics and then probably like length, like how much content is in the game. Yeah. I imagine are like the two elements. And I don't know where like the amount of content falls in these categories. That's sort of a combination of mechanics and story maybe. Mhm. Well, but- uh, yeah. I was actually thinking Probably story if it's a single player game The length is probably determined by the story element
0: Yeah probably Probably Um, I was actually going to say that aesthetics and technology Are maybe the two things in AAA You know you kind of usually see lead at least I don't know I agree with you I think that story is really important But like uh, Jesse makes a point in the book To say that story doesn't necessarily have to be a narrative Per se Sure Using the example of Valorant or like Rocket League, uh, another game um, that doesn't have a story, you know the the sequence of events that unfolds are the matches, maybe seasons,
1: you know, competitive seasons, if you will. So and they make know. their own story for the player, right? Right. It's not correct. like a narrative that they've inserted into the game, but you have the story of your ranked climb or your ranked fall, right? That's right. that's a story that could be a story element as well. And yeah, you have the stories
0: like in a game, the
1: things that happen
0: throughout the match, right? right? Yep, totally.
1: Um now is
0: is there one of these four elements? Are there one of these is there one of these four elements that you feel like you are most forgiving on? Like if the game lacks this, I can look past it easiest in um, relation to the other three? <laughs> Like if the mechanics, I, like I know it's not feel like technology is
1: weird here. I don't think it can really, technology is hard to say, right? Like, I guess does technology include like the game running well and not being buggy. Hmm. i put that more under aesthetics, right? Yeah, that, I don't know. That goes I, into like how it feels. I gotta be honest, for me, I don't really forgive any of these things. Like, <laughs> I don't have time to play games that aren't good. And for a game to be good, it's got to hit all these boxes. Like these are the basic boxes. If it doesn't have at least some of each of these, then it's probably not a very good game. I got to be honest.
0: Yeah. let uh, you to be clear, not a good game. You are equating here to you're not going to like it uh, because I think there are some games that you could say like aren't maybe you can see a, a failure in one of the elements, but like you still like playing it. Do you have an example for from you for you? I for a while I was going to say Destiny for me because I okay. thought the mechanics were like pretty meh um,
1: but the aesthetics and the, the story aesthetics were enough
0: and the story it, I I think it technically falls under story the story being the loot grind if
1: you will the chase for the equipment I, and everything that's sort of mechanics too but yeah I think that's lo- yeah, sort of I agree, of the I agree line. that's a little mechanics yeah, yeah
0: but that's um, great. so that was that's an example for me
1: I did churn on But you on churned it hard on that game you yeah you like and you i mean but for an anthony
0: game i did play it for a while okay fair enough
1: um but you're not still playing it right and there are people yeah so maybe maybe it's more about the longevity you'll stay with a game when it lacks these things than just about your initial like journey right because like i would play a game that didn't have like aesthetics that i loved but I would I would think that in order for me to forgive one of these aspects, a different aspect would have to be so good that it like the other ones just stopped mattering, right? Yeah. But even still, there are like rhythm games, for example, that have mechanics that I love, but the aesthetics, like the way the UI looks and stuff, is so bad that I don't want to play Can you think them. of one? Off the well, top of like, your head? Yeah, there's this game called DJ Max x respect or something it's on steam Hmm. Uh, my friend gabe played it on console and said there's a kind of a good rhythm game you should check it out i watched the trailer and like the gameplay looks definitely like something i would like it's like good rhythm game gameplay but the the aesthetics of the ui looked like a mobile game basically and Hmm. i hated how it looked and i would never want to play it even though i think the mechanics are appealing
0: hmm interesting you know what though uh, you you kind of touched on it when you were talking about like the mechanics for destiny and how some I churn but other people don't and blah blah, blah. like i th- do you think that to a certain degree uh, an uh, uh an evaluation of these things is subjective totally totally right. yeah
1: when i say like a good game i mean a good game for me not necessarily i mean i feel like i have a relatively good perspective on like what makes an actually like quote unquote good game but i'm more talking about just a game that i want to be playing yeah
0: um, there's there's almost like a fifth in my opinion basic element here which is your like target audience right like if you you, you like I, i'm thinking of this in sp- specifically because of a conversation we had on stream this morning about subnautica so uh-huh. i watched uh let's play the pewdiepie's let's play Watched them play it I I know for sure that's not my kind of game no. by
1: by watching it. Um, but there, but that are elements... game definitely has amazing mechanics, amazing aesthetics, and an amazing story. Exactly. So you know for the
0: right it's just because those mechanics like the mechanics are the main thing like don't line up for
1: me, right you know well, and there are other games were like uh, I know like one of my friends I t- told them about a game and I was like this game's really good and they looked at the graphics and they were like I would hate I would never play that game just because of how it looked right but for me it looks amazing and I like loved the visual style right so these things have to be subjective right like there's right. no way whenever you're consuming any like art media it's always about like subjective opinion right there's yeah. no like because the second you like standardize art is when it stops being creative.
0: Mm-hmm. No, you know what I, I
1: mean? To give a to give a weird side side example, because my brain decided to go there. Recently, this uh, beatbox uh, competition, there's a beatbox tournament recently that occurred that was all online. It was like a new format because of COVID that they wanted to try. But they also redesigned the judging system, which they had never done before, but there was big controversy in the wildcard phase of this competition where a bunch of people submitted videos and they ranked them and only the top eight got in there's this huge controversy because there was this one guy who everyone loved and thought his video was like one of the best even like pro beatboxers had him very high and he did not make it Hmm. um and so they standardized the judging system they released this like system that they invented with like you there's like 15 elements and each of them you rate the person a one or a zero basically so it was a binary system they tried to keep it simple not like a one to 10 just like did they do it and is it better than the other person? You give them a one. If not, you give them a zero. Basically, but even that resulted in some people's beatboxing rounds ending up um, like being very disjointed. Like someone would like add a technical section in the middle of the round, even though it doesn't make sense for like their overall flow of the round, right. just to like hit the technical box right. And I feel like that can happen with games too, especially with like AAA games. They sort of just like have a formula they want to follow, and they want to just like hit all the elements of that formula, even if that like reduces the quality of the game.
0: Yeah, you know, right now in in chat, Rares Chief makes a point. I feel like graphics shouldn't be such a big factor when it comes to judging video games. I want to know what you think about that because my my initial reaction thinking that is like I feel like I a kind of a Agree, depending but it depends on the game I'm playing, right? Like I don't care. I like on Rocket League, I turn down my graphics because I'm more focused on like good the best mechanical, you know, you know, aspect to it, if you will. Um then I, I think what some people are going to think here is that games like Fortnite, Minecraft have you ever played iDarb? Yes. Okay, iDarb have bad graphics. But those are stylistic choices, in my opinion.
1: Um, and that's well, this an is the aspect, thing, here. right? There's yeah, a difference ahead. between graphics and aesthetics, right? Mm-hmm. And like good aesthetics does not mean like realistic graphics. Because I think that's a thing that a lot of people equate to AAA games again, is realistic graphics. And we've talked about this on a previous podcasts. Realistic graphics versus stylized graphics, right? Mm-hmm. You can have really aesthetically strong graphics that are not realistic. Mm-hmm. and um i agree 100 percent with rarest truth that like we judge games a lot of the time at least on a surface level by how realistic they look and that's not necessarily a good judgment of a game just like art isn't only good when it looks realistic right it could mm-hmm. be like impressionist right, right, right. impressionism for example right where like you want to see the color within something or this game i just played genesis genesis noir which is like this like Line-based drawing-style game that's like crazy. The art, the graphics—I would say—look amazing, but they don't look realistic at all. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right, 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 right. Yeah, I um,
0: I I don't remember who said it. I don't know if Jesse says it in his book or whatever, but he 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 makes a, somebody made the point that graphics are one of the are 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 the fastest way. That a game can communicate like some amount of value to a person.
1: Definitely, it's the first thing you see, right? You see the screenshot for the game, you see the trailer, whatever. The thing you're going to get out of that first and foremost is definitely the visuals. Yeah, and usually trailers are
0: got some kind of music or stuff going. So, I mean, like the sound design and Which everything. It's also like part that. of the
1: aesthetics. hundred percent. A little bit yeah. lost.
0: Yeah. So, I, 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 you you make a you you did a good job clarifying that. There's a difference between graphics and aesthetics of the game. But I agree with Rarest Chief that generally speaking, I mean, like I said with the Rocket League, for me personally, the game could look amazing, but if it it, if it it comes at the cost of like reduced frame rate or inconsistent frame rate or something, that for me is actually is higher priority. And you know what? Um, Something that's kind of related to this uh, that Phil Spencer tweeted. I don't want to say it was earlier this year. Maybe it was late last year that I'm remembering here, he was saying that their data shows that when people have the option of choosing between frame rate or resolution and graphics cap- update capabilities, they ch- they, uh, the data skews hev- much heavier on the frame rate side of things, um, which, it, which was something that, whatever, which is an interesting point here. Again, like, uh, I mean, you're yeah.
1: playing a game. You're not watching a movie, right? You care about the game being playable more than you care about watching it. You know what I mean? Yes. Seeing, right. It makes and, sense. And
0: Jesse technically classifies how the game feels under aesthetics, right? right. So, interesting. You know so that that's, could be a part, part of it. it.
1: Yeah. Um, I, uh, I think it's interesting. I was talking to a friend the other day, and I was telling them that we own a video game studio. We're making a game. And he's like, well, in my opinion, the biggest untapped market in games is the non-gaming community who doesn't really play games. People who haven't really gotten into games. And if you can tap that market, you can like get a really popular game. And I'm like, yeah, totally, that's true. It would, probably re- it would require more resources. And in my opinion, the thing that brings non-gamers into gaming most and maybe one of the reasons why graphics are so important is the aesthetics of the game. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. you're never going to convince a non-gamer to play a game they don't think looks good.
0: Yeah, You know no, what I right. mean? Yep, you're right, 100%. I, I super agree with that. Interestingly... Interestingly, though, I would say, this is interesting, I feel like the uh, segment of the market that has done the best job of bringing in these non-gamers in uh-huh. over the last 10 years is the mobile side of things. True, which don't look good, usually. Which don't have great graphics. They do, but that's an interesting thing where maybe because of the technological limitations Quite frankly, it's it's in a sense more forgiven. Like, yeah, it's you know, it's your phone, so that you you kind of have a different expectation. Also, just like that, the the amount of pixels you're seeing, the size of the screen, everything like you details. You can hide some things too. Yeah. You know, blah, yeah. blah, blah. I
1: think they have very simple graphics, which to some people is very appealing, right? I think mm-hmm. a lot of non gamers get very overwhelmed by the amount of visual noise on the screen in a lot of modern games, right? I agree. Like a non gamer, you show them like a triple A, like Assassin's Creed game or like Halo, or they're going to have no clue what the fuck's Dude, going fuck, on.
0: I get overwhelmed by Fortnite. Right. I jump in there and I'm like. <laughs> Holy fuck! What's all this stuff on my screen?
1: Right. Imagine like, someone who's not used to looking at games yeah. every day—they'll have no idea what's happening. They, like most, 100%. They, there's like the meme of someone like being like, "Which one am I?" And that's like totally real. That when someone who doesn't play games, like, they don't know which character even they are. You know what? Off the top, oh, this is okay. For the people who are listening, this isn't a super well researched,
0: well thought out thought. This is a kind of a hot take here. The, the <laughs> company that I think, the publisher that I think does the best job of bringing these kinds of people in in the non mobile space is Nintendo, in my opinion. I, yeah. I feel like they make a lot of games that are like easy to step into. I just, I'm just thinking, right? Like we've talked about this before. The amount of times that I've played games with my parents, or even more than that. Uh, the Wii Sports
1: times, the Mario yep. Kart times, right? Nintendo has always been about accessibility. That's like been one of their major things. Their games are really accessible. The Wii being like one of the best-selling consoles of all time for a reason is yep. so accessible because it's like, oh, we're playing bowling and all I have to do is hold this thing and make a bowling yep. motion. All right, great, right? Like that, yep. and maybe that's technology, right? Maybe technology also because the mobile thing too is technology. Maybe mm-hmm. that's one of the actual biggest. Uh, elements besides aesthetics that brings non gamers into gaming. Maybe technology more than anything, because technology determines how you interact with the game and what that feels like. You know what I mean? Like what actual technology you're using to play it. Well, you know, we we uh, we again bringing up venues. We talk about it so much. We
0: talked about the reading nook venue many times and how like that wasn't really a place you played games at, until mobile games. You know, like yeah. I, mean, I mean, maybe I mean, there's maybe a, a few a Game you Boy, call, like, right? Or crossword puzzles, like, you know, for non-video game kind of things. But, like, um, that's technology meeting people where they are. Like, I guess technology, like you're saying, is sort of the axis in which you can kind of reach
1: out maybe a little bit, right? Um, Yeah. I mean, everyone already has a phone, right? A lot of people view games as this, like barrier because they have to get like something that plays the games and like their their shitty computer doesn't do it so how are they gonna play a game oh their phone does it it, because it's able to you know yeah, if you think about the experiences that your mom or dad
0: would probably jump into, what's the barrier there? In a lot of cases, it's like technology doesn't exist to make that experience.
1: Right. If I show my mom a video game controller, she's like, I don't want to figure out what that thing is. But if right. she already knows how to use her phone and she plays the stupid puzzle game that she's on level <laughs> right. like 1,200 of now, and I'm like, "How? He, how is that fun? She's just like, I enjoy playing it. It's chill. It's relaxing. And I don't. it's not like... Well, I'm of
0: thinking of this like augmented reality Robo Raid game we played, right? Yeah, on like, the Hololens. Like, if you just imagine a scenario where you're, you're, if if any anybody can play that game from a mechanics perspective, you see a thing and you pinch your fingers, you yeah, know. To totally. very, it kind of like the Wii. very understandable, very readable. Yeah. What's the limitation technology there when everybody has glasses that they can put on? and It's affordable. Like, you're right. Like, uh, technology is really that that can really enable that
1: reaching out it's it's a yeah. lot harder for aesthetics only to pull them in right like no you're right and my presumption was like i was showing people games when i already had access to the technology they needed to play it so we right. had already passed that barrier so i wasn't mm-hmm. even considering that barrier necessarily like aesthetics is probably the second barrier once mm-hmm. you get past technology then yeah maybe it's how it looks but you're we're to- it's totally true technology is definitely the first barrier for non-gamers
0: yeah, I, I maybe after that just to finish out these non-gamer thought like I think probably story slides in there after technology and aesthetics as in maybe helping seal the deal on an experience for them. You know, um, if they because right, they have no
1: clue what to expect from the mechanics, you can't like even explain exactly. That to I was going to say played. mechanics right. is like the
0: it's very interesting, right? That's like the most. Uh, it, it, and it actually Jesse Shell says it. he says while linear Experiences like books movies Etc involve technology Story and aesthetic they do Not involve mechanics right Because mechanics is what makes a game a game Right yeah
1: and so, this is One of the reasons why walking simulators and These story based games blew up a lot actually Because they're true. really accessible You don't have to have mechanics You don't have to be like overwhelmed by mechanics You can just play the game and just walk around Right and experience a story yeah, it's true. Wow. Big brain explosions happening left and
0: right. I don't, is there anything that comes to your mind? If not, I'm I'm cool wrapping this up right here. I feel like we sure. had
1: really solid. Um, Well, maybe we'll just do a quick talk. I do have a game like. I, well, okay. Maybe this isn't worth talking about because I feel like your answer is going to be Halo for all three. <laughs> but I was going to be like, do you have a game that's your favorite for each of the three? I'm not going to say technology because I think it's kind of silly, but. But I guess maybe technology could be like my my for me or some weird game that requires like a cabinet right that has a unique technology associated with it. But anyway, it's gonna ask favorite mechanics, aesthetics, and story game. I feel like well, mechanics you go first because st- okay. yours be is interest- more interesting. Well, mechanics is probably some sort of rhythm game, right? It's probably like you beat or my my at the arcade have my favorite mechanics of any game. Okay, um, closely followed by um, hmm. I don't know. There's just so many different ones, right? Like, Cyberpunk comes to mind. Valorant comes to mind. All different things. From games a mechanics perspective? Right. Yeah, you did like the Cyberpunk mechanics. Because that also I gets l- into.
0: Right. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Um,
1: aesthetics. The first thing that comes to my mind immediately is Ori. Both Ori I, I, games. Ori's
0: up there for me no matter
1: what. Yeah. Th- those aesthetics are. That was the one where I was like, maybe he won't say Halo because Ori exists. Um Yeah. And then story, probably What Remains of Edith Finch. Um, Okay. Probably, or Bioshock Infinite. I love the story of Bioshock Infinite. Um, Aesthetics as well, The Witness is up there too. The Aesthetics of The Witness are what drive that game, and it actually uses the aesthetics of the game to play into the mechanics in a way that no other game I've ever played has done. Okay. Well, that's interesting. I actually don't... I'm I'm
0: not familiar enough with The Witnesses... Like I'm probably confusing the witness with another game in my head to really say anything on that front. Like, so that's interesting.
1: Yeah. It's really cool. Like you're solving a grid. The witness is basically a series of grid puzzles that you solve by drawing lines in them. And there's like symbols that appear that change the oh, way you need to no, draw the yeah, lines. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. No, right? I remember that one. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I can but see that. Yeah. It is there's like,
1: but wait, there's like a part. Yeah, it is. It's beautiful, but there's a part like one of the puzzles, spoiler alert for anyone who's going to play the witness is only one of the puzzles though. So don't worry too much. Um, But if you don't want to hear it, skip ahead and go play The Witness. Um, There's a part where you are solving this grid puzzle and you've been like inside the grid puzzles, right? Moving around or interacting with the symbols just within this grid in this beautiful environment. But then suddenly you go to this part where there are trees behind you casting shadows on the grid. And what's determining the lines you should draw is by going around the shadows of the tree that like normally you would just think are just shadows that are just there because that's how lighting works. Yeah, that's like... A marriage of aesthetics and mechanics, mechanics that I, don't, I think yeah. very few games have ever accomplished.
0: No, I, 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 yeah, I, I, I get the Witness confused with like some kind of like murder mystery thing. I, maybe it's the name in my head or something. Oh, uh, the can't Return remember. of Obrafin. No, I don't. That's remember. a murder mystery. I, I'll, I'll I find know. it one day, and I'll be <laughs> like, yeah, this is the game I always think is the Witness, but it's not. But yeah, Witness is. uh I don't know, man. That's a that's Witness Ori, a few uh, of these games that
1: you called out. I, I I put in like like work of art category, you know, like to some degree, totally, yeah. Even like Minecraft with a really fucking with like the maximum HD texture pack and all that shit. That game that's gorgeous and it's so cool to see a procedurally generated environment in Minecraft with those graphics and just be like, that was just generated like at random by the computer. Yeah, it, it it still amazes me even to this day. Like every time you load into a new Minecraft world, just like seeing what's there is so cool. Yeah, no, I agree with you, hundred percent. What, so,
0: what'd you say for technology?
1: Uh, probably uh rhythm, probably like rhythm. my myer, U beat. Just because those are such a unique technology that you literally can't like do at yeah, home. No, that's true. So for me, it's true. those. Okay. Yeah. Whew. It's tough, man. This is tough for
0: me because, from a mechanics perspective, like holistically, Halo wins because it's like this marriage of everything that I love the most. If Mm -hmm. I like really look at individual elements, so like Rocket League's so strong in mechanics, yeah, yeah,
1: definitely. Rocket League mechanics are amazing, yeah.
0: So, and I'm I I like maybe would give it to Rocket League on mechanics alone. The reason why like Halo maybe overtakes it holistically is because. As it says in aesthetics especially the looks sounds Oh my yeah, god the th- sounds aesthetics probably
1: be definitely I would imagine Halo beats Rocket League for you but mechanics I could see right. I think like you love Halo because of the combination of these elements not necessarily exactly. because of one individual element right Yeah I would say maybe the aesthetics are
0: in a way because aesthetics here includes sound my favorite like Ori I love the beauty of the graphics and stuff and the music's actually phenomenal uh, the moment to moment stuff. Ori is so strong in the aesthetics department, but um, the I, I can't I can't explain it to you. There's so much emotional equity in the halo aesthetics for me that right. like I listened to the three songs they released on Spotify for the soundtrack last week, and I'm just like I, I go through a range of like I want to cry, I want to punch something. Like I, it's so strong, you know, for me. So um, story wise. I think I said the other day like uh, I, I, uh, the moment to moment in match storylines, Rocket League and Halo are so strong. like uh, a fucking I, I still think I, my heart does not has never beat beaten faster than these um, in Halo 5 ranking up, grinding up onyx, and these fucking, like, 49, 48 moments, first to 50 kind of shit, or you're, like, running a fucking flag, and you guys are all rotating as hard as you can, you have to, like, make a sniper shot, and then you gotta thrust, like, it's, it's insane. Rocket League can get really crazy, but it's, I think, just... Uh, I don't know. It's a combination of, like, the amount of time certain actions take to execute and all this shit involved. But so, uh, it's
1: hard. Now, from a narrative perspective. Well, I'm interested, right? Because story, like, it's do the multiplayer stories outweigh the single player stories to you? I know. That's hard. Because for me, they don't, right? Like, when I think just story... The story experiences I've gotten out of single player games are way stronger than the story experiences I I've so gotten too. out of multiplayer I games, so but too. I don't know if that's
0: true. No, I think so too. And I think for me, um, like the old Halo trilogies, also again, so much emotional equity from like when I played them, right. um, went out there. Some of the really good narratives that I've played recently, I think I said before, I really liked the Red Dead 2 narrative. Right. That was cool. Um, but yeah, I guess... The the problem that I've run into is that, uh, I'll I'll say it, outside of Halo, generally speaking, even the games I played back in the day, Final Fantasies and whatever, I, there are not a lot of narratives and games that I walked away, like story-wise, that I walked away from like, wow, that was a good story, you know, personally. Um, so, Granted, you
1: don't play a lot of long-form
0: single-player and games. And then subsequently, as like time went on, I don't play games that have the good stories right, right. now, right? Right. So, that's kind of why I'm where I'm at. But, yeah, you know, we, there's uh, a lot of the Sony studios put out bangers in the study department. I haven't tried those. So, like, right. I, I'm, I'm very excited to eventually get that PS5 and try that out. Um, anyway, so, yeah, those there. Aesthetics, I talked about
1: technology. Yeah, what about for you? I'm interested. Uh, I don't know what I say here. Is it, is it the cool? eight-player couch co-op Smash Bros. technology?
0: It's, dude, it's fucking OG Xbox Halo Land CRT technology. Okay, okay. I don't know what
1: to tell you. I like the, the, the. With uh, like the system link cable or the whatever local, that shit was?
0: Yeah, dude, you had, yeah, we had the system. <laughs> you know, remember Michael Marquez? Uh huh. Back in the day, before like you had Xbox Live and whatever the fuck, he figured out how to route it even before like. Yeah, it, like anyway nobody else i mean, maybe in hindsight like it was it was feasible and it's not as hacky as i think it is but like nobody but, else was doing what the fuck he was doing and, and we were all like playing whatever so i don't know i those local things i those local co-op like experiences are like my favorite but dude i don't know this Hololens. i'm just yeah. like who, the future I don't know. The future, yeah. I don't know. But so far, those have just been the technology that... Those experiences are my favorite kind, and yeah. the technology that enables them are my
1: favorite. So we also falls into there, for what it's worth. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, where can people find us if they want to chat with us more Ooh. about this topic? Tell us their favorites. You can
0: find us at com because there... Or, I'm sorry, com or wherever social media you frequent, at koala underscore E N T for entertainment. Uh, you can find links to all for of our ent, social media. Though a
1: living tree creature, <laughs> koala ent.
0: Yes, <laughs> you can find links to all of our social media on our website. Though if you can't remember that, including our <gasps> Discord, where we. <laughs> Interact with the community all the time. Where we yep. have great conversations around podcast topics and all kinds of other stuff. Where we organize game nights. If you want to play with us, come hang out. That's where we set up all of our uh, game sessions and stuff. Yep. Uh, and please consider as you're poking around this this hoodie I'm wearing right now. This is Glitch Minimalist. Right now we have a deal going on for the store. If you buy merch from the studio, that you can find a link in our website. you get a free sticker bundle that sticker bundle is already a good deal because it's $20 for what should otherwise be like 26-ish bucks of stickers but now it's just completely free when you spend $30 and if you love merch if you want to support our studio and be awesome you can be like James who joined the patron list this week and is uh, getting all kinds of good stuff like free sticker every 3 months free merch every 6 months I just mailed him a sticker for signing up so anyway thank you so much for the support, tune in next time, tune in next time, because special next week, guest. next Monday, we have a special guest, Dan, I think, I, I want to say Dandy, but that's his username, Dan from the E, let's see if I say this right, Dan E-Gamer Dan Design, the E-Game Design Collective. They are a very, very super cool group. They, it's I, You've heard us talk about it before, Josh was in a game design club that he ran, uh, he helped participate in underground his school shut it down and they ran anyway these are these uh dance from from
1: that club so um from that we'll probably talk about their game design collective a bit but also just about what his opinions on game design i imagine yeah stuff he thinks about the gaming world
0: yes absolutely and if any of you are like considering getting into game design or the games industry that's going to be one of the uh um that's going to be an interesting one because I'm yeah. sure there's going to be some amount of conversation of like, hey, how can people enter into the games industry? How have yeah, people entered the to. game oh, industry?
1: Anthony and I want to know that. So. Yeah, we we <laughs> want to know how
0: you know people like the EGD are um, are, are helping enable that for people. So, yeah. yep, tune in next time. And you know, we love to give out some gift cards when we do this.
1: So, yeah, we'll tune in next time. we'll be doing time. giveaways with the guests. And yeah. also, teaser for the future. We will have a professional video game animator on yes, uh, probably next month. So tune into yes. that if you're interested in video game animation and what goes into making a guy's Which you arm fucking go up should be.
0: All of you freaking zoomers in chat. You guys yeah, love your games,
1: you love your little special effects. Well those special effects take a lot of work.
0: Yep. You did not sneak by anybody. You were on screen the whole time. Brittany's
1: been on screen more this podcast than I think in every other podcast combined. I know. Uh,
0: anyway, thank you right, for, listening. for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. You Yeah, you were on there the whole time.